Welcome to False Flag Weekly News, the weekly news show that fearlessly critiques the mainstream media misrepresentations of our world on a weekly basis. I'm Kevin Barrett, bringing on Professor Sterling Harwood. It's been a while since he's been on the show. Welcome back, Sterling. He's the author of The Greatest Mystery of the Beatles. So, hey, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, this is my book. It's available on Amazon, and it's available as an ebook instantly. And uh, can can we spoil the the suspense and tell people that the greatest mystery involves Paul is dead? Yes, that's the greatest mystery, and uh, pretty peculiar media episode in and of itself. You could write a book about it. In fact, in fact you did. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and people are going to have to read it because we're not going to talk about it anymore because we have 33 freaking stories to try to cover in only one hour. Yeah. And especially yeah. since we're going to argue about some of them, we really better get moving here. So let's yeah, go through absolutely. our Head right disclaimers. Okay. We question everything here. Uh, that's a terrible disclaimer to make. <laughs> we uh, we disturb people. That's even more terrible. And finally, uh, we are neither medical nor mental health professionals. And so, if we treat you and you know accidentally remove your corpus callosum or your uh, cerebellum or your worst of all your frontal lobes, um, don't sue us for malpractice because we weren't practicing medicine. We were just uh, butchering you without a license. So, fine. Okay, let's let's move on to the news here. Here's our theme slide of the week. If there's something strange in Ukraine's airspace, who are you going to call? <laughs> ghost of Kiev Busters. That's us. The ghost of Kiev Busters. We busted him. That's the ghost of Kiev. It's Zelensky in his toy plane in his backyard. I, I could have figured this out months ago. I knew the ghost of Kiev thing was nonsense from the first moment I heard it. But everybody else in the mainstream, they just, the mainstream kept lying about it for like a month before they finally admitted that it was a ridiculous fraud. Uh, so, Sterling, why are they so slow to admit that ludicrous, insane, transparently mendacious propaganda isn't true. Well, it's just a historical tendency. The first casualty of war is truth. (laughs) And then then there's the fog of war that comes in in the morning and sets in before it burns off. So it's probably just the usual routine stuff. I don't know if there's anything special Mm -hmm. about the uh, ghost of Kiev or Kiev. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, I still I still say Kiev. I'm I'm not one of these politically correct people who change language all the time because the media tells me to. Uh, but let's let's go to the big story of the week here that just came in yesterday. No, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, there we go. Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. States can now ban abortion. Tells us AP News. Now, you know, I'm not uh, exactly a fanatic on either side of this. But, uh, I'm not, and I'm not a lawyer, but the majority's reasoning strikes me here as sound, given that the right to privacy in the Constitution could be construed to cover an, an basically an endless list of things if you're going to stretch it this far to cover what a major segment of the population believes is murder. And then if you want to argue that for, that it's not murder, the burden of proof is on you. You need to prove why at X point in the development of a an infant, whether inside or outside the body of its mother, that infant is no longer a person. And that proof has never been offered. So I actually support this decision. What do you think, Sterling? I'm against the decision, although I wouldn't call myself a fanatic about it. Because um, I, I, Roe is not fanatical. Roe versus Wade, the 1973 case that was overturned by this decision, the Dobbs uh, versus Jackson Women's Health Organization decision came down yesterday that overturns Roe. Uh, Roe allowed uh, restrictions uh, in the second and a ban in the third trimester. They divide the nine months into three 
trimesters of three months each. And the, it's only in the first trimester that you had something close to a, an absolute constitutional right. right. So how, how do they prove there's a difference between the baby like two seconds before the trimester ends and then two seconds after it ends? Why Why is that? You, prove to me absolutely that in one case you have a non-human being and then in the next case. Well, yeah, it's obviously there's line drawing exercises. So why should it be 18 years old and not 21 or the 18th birthday? Is why should you be able to kill anybody of any age? Well, it's, yeah, it's, well, if that's the other thing, it's not really, it's not historically, that's what this decision by Alito and the other five, they say it has to be deeply rooted in our history. But in our history, abortion was uh, perfectly legal at common law up through quickening, which is up through about 24 weeks of the pregnancy. Uh, my wife and I learned uh, on uh, her first pregnancy that it's 40 weeks. They don't really talk about nine months in the medical biz, they talk about 40 weeks. So the first 24 weeks uh, is up through quickening. Quickening is when the motion is detected, motion of the baby is detected uh, or detectable by the mother. Uh, it's moving around, starting to react to Elvis or Mozart that you're playing. But anyway, common law, and Harry Blackman, who wrote the uh, majority opinion for the Roe versus Wade case in January of 1973, he pointed this out that that common law, and that's you can't get more historical than that, because uh, that's the law we inherited from England because we were thirteen English colonies. So going back to the very beginning of our law, it was legal. So I, I don't think it was murder because uh, historically it wasn't considered murder. So there's an argument from tradition or past practice. Okay. Uh, and biologically, one thing that's clear about the fetus or actually about the unborn, let's call it, because it's not a fetus until later on, is that it's changing, Kevin. It's changing. So the rules regarding it have to change correspondingly. It doesn't get sentience until later. It doesn't have a brain, has no personality. If it's not has no personality, how is it a person that you could murder? You can only murder a person. Mm -hmm. You can't murder a plant or a rock or something. And so if it's literally brainless, literally brainless, and literally has no personality, I don't think it has a right to life. I don't think it's alive in the sense of being uh, a human person. It is human tissue, and it has a lot of potential, but we kill a lot of things that have potential. Like, you know, when we have piping hot coffee in the morning, we might burn some cells in our cheek or tongue, and they could have been cloned, especially the cheek cells and stomach cells if you have especially spicy Mexican food or something or Indian food. You know, they, uh, you kill off some cells there and stomach cells and cheek cells. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think that's a good argument. Your previous argument actually is, is much stronger. Uh, and then I only, the, need one, only need one good argument to win. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. So, so if you could draw the line somewhere where you could be absolutely certain that there was no sentience before that line and maybe there's no sentience after it too, that, that doesn't matter. As long as you err on the side of making sure that nobody's sentience ever gets killed, theoretically, that argument might might stand up. Well, we don't have time to go through the whole issue, though, because we have, again, 33 stories to go through. We basically real real quick, the, 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 it's not even an entity that's distinct because it can twin, the unborn can twin, and then it can recombine. A lot of people don't realize that. The genetic material can actually recombine into one individual after twinning. So it's not even a definite entity that has a distinct number to it. Right, but so kill, killing two people I, wouldn't be any better than killing one. Yeah, you, you know, you know how many things you're killing. It's it's not a distinct individual entity yet. So okay, it's well, there's, 
there are a lot of, a lot of uh, arguments that could be made on both sides, and I'm sure they will be, uh, but and we'll probably cover them in future episodes of this show. But meanwhile, we have to move to the other huge story, which is prepare for war, not just any war, prepare for World War Three. That's what oh, Britain's yeah. top general is telling not just his people, but really the world. He's vowed to forge an army that can beat Russia in battle. Good luck with that. Currently, Britain has its <laughs> smallest army in 300 years, and General Sanders has led tours of Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, those sure turned out great. Uh, and now he's going to modernize his ar- army to defeat Russia. Um, well, you know, I don't think this guy has heard that the world has changed a little bit since the sun set on the British Empire 75 years ago. Uh, so, Sterling, is he trying to make the sun rise on the British Empire again, and is he going to manage to command the sun? I don't know. He's got a bee in his bonnet. I don't know exactly what uh, he had for breakfast, some LSD or something in his cereal. But, uh, yeah, maybe they're going to use that propaganda about the Gurkhas. You know, they have the Gurkhas with their knives, and they're going to sneak up on you and stick you when you're not looking. So when they did the Falklands War, by the way, the Falklands has a great motto, desire the right. It's on their coins, desire the right. Uh, pretty good motto. And uh, especially for a small uh, island. So, uh, they so that means you're supposed to date conservative women. Yeah, maybe, yeah, desire the right, but uh, don't date them. I've made it very clear to my daughters, and I'm glad for the abortion debate you had two uh, straight white uh, men uh, talking about uh, the woman's right to abortion. And it is a woman, not a not a pregnant person that I talk about. It's, it's an actual Well, thank, woman. thank you for that. <laughs> so not that woke. So, uh, yeah, but these Gurkhas were supposed to come on in the night, and they'd stick, you see. And uh, I don't think the British Empire is famous for its uh, army. It's famous for its navies. Rule Britannia. Mm -hmm. Britannia rule the waves. I'm not going to sing it for you, Kevin, Mm -hmm. um, as we'd lose on royalties there. But Mm -hmm. uh, There's some sea shanties about uh, the British Navy uh, being a hotbed of sodomy as well, but I won't sing those either. Yeah, well, actually, our uh, national anthem, Anthem probably came from a British sea shanty. Some people think that it started out. And it's, it's just basically our national anthem is a couple of questions. With okay, but we're getting uh, back to this crazy general who wants to beat oh, Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's going to do that. And uh, Joe Biden's not going to lead him. He, he's been very moderate in saying, uh, and I know we disagree here, he said we're not going to put any troops on the ground in Ukraine. And even, even our Marines that ordinarily guard our embassy – he pulled those, too. No MiGs. You don't get the 29 MiGs from Poland. You don't get the 75 or so MiGs that are in NATO's stockpiles. And uh, you only get defensive weapons, nothing with really super long range. So he's been pretty moderate. I mean, he does arm them. Because, you know, why wouldn't you, Kevin, if you got socialists or neo-socialists fighting fascists, why wouldn't you let them have at it? You kind of kill two birds with one stone. You get rid yeah, of the fascists. You're kill, killing the Ukrainians mostly and then killing a few Russians. But the outcome of this war, Sterling, is it looks to me, and we're going to see a lot of other reasons to think this, that it's not going to be a good outcome for the U.S. and certainly not for Europe. It's utterly slaughtering Europe economically already. And let, let's let's move on to some, some of the stories okay, about this. Finland and Sweden are coming on to Nate. Okay, well, maybe they will or maybe they won't after they see what happens to Lithuania as uh, Russia <laughs> may be taking the Suwalki Gap, which will cut off the Balkans from the rest of NATO. The Suwalki Gap is, is where 
the uh, currently the Lithuanians under uh, orders from somebody crazy. I think it's Biden. You think Biden is a moderate here. I, I, I think the Biden it's Biden in quotes. And what we're really talking about is the American neocons who ginned up this war. And they just got Lithuania to ban Russian transport to Kaliningrad. So there's now a blockade on Russia. Uh, and Kaliningrad is perhaps its most important military base, certainly outside of Crimea. So uh, what's, what's going to happen? Well, Russia says that it will, it will be uh, responding appropriately. And basically the way it said it is the same, same thing it said right before the Ukraine invasion. And so this could bring NATO into the war or NATO might decide it's not worth losing uh, all of its cities you know, to nuclear weapons. So NATO might back off. And I don't know if it's worth trying to find out. So, so what do you think of Gonzalo Lira's analysis of this? That this he thinks this is a U.S. plot to trigger uh, a, a NATO versus Russia war. No, it's it's just a military-industrial complex that President Eisenhower, good solid uh, Republican in name only. He he's one of the original Republicans in name only. Only, but. Um, you know, he, it's, it's just uh, the military industrial complex in his final speech. He warned us about it. They're selling a lot of weapons. You know, we give this billions of dollars to Ukraine, but a lot of it, I think, is tied to buying stuff from NATO countries anyway, uh, with the money and they can, you know, hire mercenaries as well. And so the military industrial complex makes more money when it's selling arms. And Trump sold a lot of arms and Biden's been uh, selling a bit too. So it's going to keep going because there's too much money to be made, Kevin. That's a, that's a good point. Well, probably the people who build mines uh, are making a killing, uh, literally and figuratively. And those mines are actually going to be killing perhaps hundreds of millions of people because Ukraine has mined its key ports. And so they can't export grain. And they're trying to blame Russia, even though they're the ones who mined their ports. And even the Western reports on this can't get around the fact that it's Ukraine that has mined its own ports. The Western news reports, they, they take about 20 paragraphs to get to that point. And then they say, <laughs> yeah. but it's really uh, it's really the Russians' fault that Ukraine had to mine its own ports and prevent its own grain no. exports and starve the world. So, uh, again, the media coverage of this has just been utterly ridiculous. It's it's the most absurd, insane propaganda since the early stages of the 9-11 wars right after 9-11. Well, but all the military strategists said that, yeah, you do do that. You do mine your own ports when you're facing a superior naval. And you're the one who starved war. hundreds of millions of people. Well, no, because they have rail, and you could try to negotiate something where they have uh, ships that are. Well, Russia and Turkey already it. negotiated it. Russia and Turkey already said, uh, "Take take down those mines, send your grain. Uh, we promise, both Russia and Turkey promised that yeah. we will not use these grain exports as a way to uh, at attack uh, Odessa and your ports." So. What's the problem? The problem, of course, well, is that Ukraine wants to be able to keep using the Western bullshit media to blame <laughs> Russia for something that Ukraine is doing well, itself, think, namely starving hundreds of millions of people in well, an unjust Nazi war against the Russian ethnic portion of its own population, which it's trying to exterminate. Well, why would you, uh, you know, why would you trust them? It's trust but verify. They probably just don't have enough assurances. Plus, they have an out. With the railway to uh, Poland and I guess Romania too, they can get the grain out partly that way. But if they can reflag the ships under a non-Ukrainian flag and then have U.S. or NATO ships escort them through the minefield, uh, and there's sufficient guarantees. How about Turkish ships? That's yeah, NATO. maybe. You know, they're part well, of. Well, that's, that's what Russia and Turkey have already agreed, but but Ukraine well, won't do it. I, but Turkey is kind of. 
Erdogan, Erdogan. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll, 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 we'll leave Erdogan, it there. So we, have, we have 33 stories. Erdogan, Erdogan. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm what does he want? He wants to pull a cleric in Pennsylvania. So but, you know. I mean, I don't like Erdogan, but I, I don't, but even, I don't like Erdogan, but I like him better than any other NATO leader, which, of course, is saying almost nothing. Well, moving yeah, can on. Can you trust him? Can you trust him? Okay. I don't he trust wants to kill the Kurds in Sweden leader. and kill the Kurds in Finland yeah. and kill the cleric. Okay, okay. How, how about Bernie Sanders? Do you trust Bernie Sanders? I actually, I kind of like Bernie Sanders. I mean, he's, you know, he's a little bit of a wimp sometimes. He plays the political game too much. But basically, he's as good as it gets in terms of people who could get elected and indeed would have been elected if it weren't for the pervasive election fraud in U.S. elections. Uh, yeah, that's right. The January 6th uh, protesters were right about one thing. And Bernie had had the presidency stolen from him, too, by vote fraud. In any case, here's Bernie uh, surrendering to the war machine. A great article here uh, by Aaron Maté of the Gray Zone critiquing the total abject surrender of the anti-war movement by the American left, which has given it to the Republicans. So now zero Democrats, zero left-leaning people uh, voted against the $40 billion Ukraine bill. And 68 Republicans voted against it. So as a peacenik, I'm actually starting to turn Republican. How about you? Oh, I'm not going to return, uh, turn Republican at all. I've been, I did vote for Connie Morella, my first vote. I voted for Jimmy Carter, 1976. And Connie Morella was the Republican. I thought there should be more women in yeah, Congress. Okay, but, but back to Ukraine. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I'm not going to turn Republican. And then, okay. uh, Packwood. I'm not Bob, either, actually. Yeah, Bob Packwood, uh, I supported. Then it turned out he was chasing women around his office, uh, the aptly named Packwood. So, uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting to those stories later. Those, those, but no, okay. stay, stick with it. Stick with the point here, man. This is Bernie Sanders and the left wing squad is they're turning into a bunch of insane warmongers pushing. To no, blow up no. When you, when you, in, you have to discourage invaders. It's a simple rule, Kevin. If you yeah, invade so discourage a country NATO of 40, from invading Russia. Well, prove it. Yeah, if you could prove, by the way, uh, you could be a whistleblower and get all sorts of uh, money by blowing the whistle. If you could prove uh, some of what you're tweet, saying tweet, here. Tweet. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, so. it, it, it basically we're talking about you know rival interpretations of what's going on in geopolitics. Uh, I. I, I think this particular article by Aaron Maté for the Gray Zone gets the interpretation right about what's going on here. And I think we're going to see a complete uh, debacle for the Democrats in the future elections, largely because they're the ones that will be perceived as having utterly destroyed our economy and the global economy in pursuit of this insane war in Ukraine, which at least some Republicans are voting against. Just as Trump got elected thanks to being seen as anti-war and as humiliating Bush and the neocons and humiliating the 9-11 war people, I think the Republicans are going to sweep through the biggest victory in the history of U.S. politics in the next two set of elections because of this. Well, they will take the House back and they may take the Senate back because that's historically what the trend is in the off-year election after one party gets the presidency, the other party almost always uh, gets a real big boost in the House. Like, and when the party gets the presidency blows up the economy, then it, it happens even more. Well, we got 3.6% unemployment, Kevin, and uh, we got rising wages, we got stronger unions that We'll, we'll get to the polls on that shortly, but yeah, uh, yeah. so so how how about the Ukraine moving into the EU? Will that solve this problem? I actually had uh, a, a guy on my show recently, Germa Rudolph, 
who's a notorious Holocaust denier, actually he's just a, a chemist and an honest historian, uh, who argued that if, if Ukraine had been brought into the EU earlier, this whole problem never would have happened because this war of extermination by the Ukro-Nazis who have mobilized 50, the 55% of the Ukraine population that speaks Ukrainian in a war of ethnic cleansing, extermination, cultural genocide against the 45% of Ukrainians who speak Russian, that couldn't have happened because the EU has very strong rules against the far right, against cultural genocide and that sort of thing. They would have forced Ukraine to protect its 45% minority of Russian speakers and this war never would have happened. And I actually think Germar might have a point there. Yeah, I do too. And he, um, this war is because Putin could not allow an economic success story in Ukraine to take place because Russians go to Ukraine all the time and see it and can get the TV stations and stuff. And so he couldn't allow economic success with a Western-facing Ukraine. So he had to ruin their economy. He's not doing it out of the goodness of his heart as an ex-KGB colonel in uh, Berlin. He's not doing it to save uh, people uh, you know, altruistically. He's doing it because it would be a huge embarrassment for him for Ukraine to pursue West, the Western way of doing things and not be sanctioned and have their economy do better, and Russia do worse because it's getting Western sanctions. So that's the reason. And if they had gone into the EU, which is the main point, it's not really NATO, because NATO is not going to invade. And if they were really afraid about invasion from the NATO uh, countries bordering Russia, they could just get the endless friendship or the limitless friendship with the Chinese and put Chinese peacekeepers all along there, make them all women, okay, too. Yeah. We, Make we heard this on the radio show already. You think they're going to blow up uh, Chinese women to get at right, Russia? But, 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 but all of that is a, is completely a pipe dream, never could have happened, total non-starter for a long list of reasons. We, won't go into, we already talked about that on the radio. Uh, yeah, but, but, yeah. But, but Sterling, in terms of, uh, I, like, I, I agree with you that bringing Ukraine to the EU would be okay, and Russia never opposed that. Actually, the whole hole in your argument well, here is that now. Russia isn't even opposing it now. Russia has no, no problem no. with Ukraine. It, Talking about entering the EU, Russia's problem is with Ukraine being in NATO because NATO yeah. is the U.S. occupation of Europe and NATO <laughs> is the military threat to Russia. I, I defy you to find one statement about Russia pulling its hair out and being upset about Ukraine now talking about coming into well, the EU or what's left right of in the headline. The, the story you sent me, I think, has in the headline, nobody except Russia. There's in parentheses it says. Right, but, but even but there's not a single a single bit of evidence that Russia is oh, particularly well, upset about I think this. a newspaper article is a bit of evidence. See, that's the difference between you and me, Kevin. One <laughs> word in a headline without any quotes backing it up. I don't think so. Well, moving on to well, why that was the reasons for source. interpretations of this special military operation in Ukraine, Scott Ritter uh, offers, I think, uh, a sound one. And in the basic, uh, gist of what we're going to get from Scott Ritter here and then the other ex-USG expert, Graham Fuller, uh, both these guys are reasonably high up, especially Fuller. Fuller was in the next slide was, what was he? He, he was like occupied uh, a top level CIA strategic position. And both of these guys are pointing out that the mainstream media has been utterly and completely lying to us from the very get-go because Russia won this war during the first two days. They've already won. They've long since won. And so that if the media is lying to us about that, what else are they lying about? And the answer, of course, is everything. Ritter points out that the military situation is that the Russians had a, were vastly outmanned by a NATO trained, the biggest NATO trained, uh, force in Europe. And they went in, you know, with, with a, what was it like one to three ratio and, and pinned down most of them, uh, but with its, with the feint on Kiev. 
and are now just grinding up what little is left of the Ukrainian military, which is now 60-year-old men and teenagers and people with no military experience, disabled people. Now they're changing the law in Ukraine so they can draft force-mobilized disabled people, and they're just getting ground up on the front. So this war has been lost for, for forever since it started. Both of these guys recognize this, and Fuller recognizes that, yes, this is an American-Russian war fought by proxy that the Americans started, of course. It's being fought to the last Ukrainian and uh, that, it, that the U.S. is going to lose massively because Europe isn't going to accept subservience to this uh, American empire uh, when it entails the utter and complete economic destruction of Europe. And there just were a couple of elections this week that we'll talk about that would bear up that analysis. So Fuller says, sadly for Washington, every single one of its expectations about this war turning out to be incorrect. Uh, this will be the biggest debacle in the history of the United States, it looks like. Uh, we've lost our <laughs> empire by stupidly uh, forcing the Russian bear to maul us in Ukraine. What do you think of that analysis? I'm glad you're showing the bear because it reminds me of Yogi Berra. Uh, the opera ain't over until the fat lady sings. So this is not over. In fact, uh, I don't think it was a faint. 40 miles of equipment? That's some faint. They lost a lot of equipment. They lost six generals, too. I don't think that was a faint, just to knock off your top six uh, generals in the field. So uh, it's on, and Russia's winning, and the Western media has reported the, the Russians winning lately because they have longer range. Well, in the last week or two, they're finally start. They can't. Right, well, they can't hide right. it anymore. Yeah, but, but I was hearing from my friends that uh, you can't trust a single word. It's complete lies. And then suddenly, when when the war turns, so the Western media is happy to report the war didn't it turn. Con- conflict. It didn't turn. It did turn. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. Uh, they lost their flagship, Kevin. So, uh, or do you think that's fake news too? Come on. I mean, they lost their flagship, uh, and they weren't happy about it. They complained about it. has nothing to do it. with the outcome of the war. Nothing. For sure it does. No, it the doesn't. The more casualties you take, the harder it is for Putin to, uh, you know, they finally got out of Afghanistan because people just were fed up of all the casualties. Yeah, and it that's, that's what the Americans seem to think, that this would be a new Afghanistan. And it, it won't be. This is going to end up with Russia essentially owning all of the best parts of Ukraine. Uh, including yeah, probably Chernobyl. the entire Black Sea coast. Yeah, Chernobyl's in the Donbass region, I, I believe. So, but uh, they can have Chernobyl. I would give that peace treaty. You want to take Chernobyl and clean it up? We'll give you that, and then we get everything else back. But I, you know, there's too much military-industrial complex money here for this to end that quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, they have longer-range artillery, but the howitzers are coming and the missiles are coming from Joe Biden, Peacenik Joe. He's not going to fight him directly, but he'll give them long-range stuff. And then once their artillery is long enough range, I don't know why you can't get, if these 60-year-old men are terminally ill, why can't they creep up on the Russian artillery emplacements and set off one of those drones and blow it up? <laughs> okay, so, so just as the grandmothers with knitting needles were credited with destroying whole columns of Russian tanks, we're going to have grandfathers with, what, howitzers or what? I don't know, with drones, with drones. Okay, well, moving on well, to the next training, story. Uh, they're to, to use the howitzers. If they have longer range than the Russian mm-hmm. artillery, I believe. And okay. we have missiles, long-range missiles that will work, too. Well, I guess when the very last Ukrainian finally falls, uh, you'll admit that it's There's over. too much anyway, money. Kevin, there's too much money that's got to grind Too much money to let it stop. Yeah, well, there's some truth to that, I'm afraid. Uh, So here's uh, a great piece from the Niccolo Substack, uh, and uh, he points (laughs) out that a uh, a U.S. government commission has now officially gone on record that the uh, the real goal of this war is breaking up Russia. 
partitioning Russia into a bunch of smaller, weaker countries that could be more easily plundered by the same Zionist American billionaires who plundered <laughs> Russia in the 1990s and destroyed Russia's health, destroyed life expectancy, knocked it down um, 10 years for male life expectancy in a, o- overnight, uh, one of the worst uh, catastrophes any modern nation has ever suffered. They want to do it to Russia again, and this is how they want the map to look when they're done. So I, uh, this is a great, a really smart move to publish this, that we all know that's their real plan, but to admit it in this way and give uh, the Russian government a chance to tell their people what the NATO has in store for them wasn't really very smart, was it? Well, uh, the goal of the war is set by Putin because he's the one who invaded, uh, and this is not Putin's plan. He wants to recombine the Soviet Union, get the elements of the Soviet Union back as much as he can. Uh, Oliver Stone said to Lex Friedman on the Lex Friedman podcast, one of your competitors I know, but uh, that Putin was diagnosed with cancer, and that was years ago, and he's going to turn 70, Putin is, in October, just in time for Halloween. Right, but that's totally irrelevant because whoever succeeds him will probably be a lot less of a peacenik than he is. Uh, you think it's peacenik a Joe. Dude, it's neocon Joe, Sterling. Uh, and Putin is the relative peacenik in Russia. The Russian people are up in arms, and, well, and they're, they're impatient. The they think Putin should have done this a long time ago. Putin kept trying to negotiate with the West, hoping they would be reasonable, just no, like back no, in no. the 90s, and he, it never happened. Uh, because the West isn't reasonable. The West is fundamentally he, he had, a, an insane Nazi parasitical entity that's lashing out in its death throes and it's a terrorist state as we see in the next slide uh terrific story here um uh where are we yeah great story by richard cook he's a former u.s government analyst and he's the whistleblower who exposed the reality behind the challenger disaster and here he is with a fantastic article pointing out that uh this is all heading towards uh nuclear war once the u.s the uk and the eu and the west realize they've lost uh, lost the war uh we're, we're heading into nuclear war territory uh, uh, and that's the culmination of his long list of American uh, terrorist history. And well, I found this article absolutely spot on. How about you? Well, this is similar to Scott Ritter, who you mentioned earlier, and uh, he's a convicted child molester, by the way, and the recidivism rate for child molesters is very high. I think he did have uh, one recidivist yeah. incident, too. Sure. But well, the your, point ad, is, your ad hominems may, uh, may or no, may no, not be accurate me, about his character. In terms of his, his acumen no, as a military no, no. analyst, they're utterly no, no, irrelevant. Besides, as you know, he was set up by the neocon scumbags because he was telling the truth about the war in Iraq. I no, would say it's Wolfowitz was probably molesting children, and then he pinned that on Ritter is my interpretation of what almost certainly happened. Yeah, but hear me out. I'm not saying just because he's a child molester he doesn't know anything about military affairs. I'm saying... He's not a child molester. The, the neocons are the criminals who teach convict- child molesting. Leo Strauss taught them all to play with their puppies. Puppy mean, puppies means little boys, and that's not just their college students, okay? Well, the neocons are the child molesters, and Ritter was set up by the neocons well, but almost certainly under false charges. Here's my point. Even if it's a false conviction, here's my point, if you'd hear me out. So he's compromised because Putin can exploit that. And, you know, when you get a second or a third conviction, the penalties go up and up and up because they're trying to deter you. So he could plant stuff, or maybe he's got evidence uh, he could set him up in a uh, hotel room, and you know he's a cage, former KGB colonel. Okay, okay. Still, so we're talking, we're talking about stuff. the article by Richard Cook. We right, and he Ritter agrees. That's back. Ritter has the same point of view 
And I don't, tr- I don't know who these people's backgrounds enough that, you know, they could be Russian assets for all I oh, know. Oh man. Okay. So, so blame the Russians for everything. Uh, blame the Russians for, for Ron Paul. Blame the Russians for, for all of the, the peace movement. Uh, I mean, this, this is getting back the into McCarthyite territory and, it, and the media, major media is, is pushing this, but I can't believe you're actually accepting it. Well, I'm not accepting anything. I'm saying I don't know to just take their word for it. You want to take their word for it because 20 years ago they were high up in the U.S. government, uh, but then they've had troubles since then. I think we need to take that into account. Compromise. Compromise. It's a Russian strategy. Compromise. You get compromising information. Some people think they have it on. So, so, you, so you think you think people like like uh, there's a, we we have a long list of these U.S. government experts. Uh, there's there's Richard Cook. There's uh, uh, what's his name, a CIA guy, on and on and on. And so you're imagining that all of these people who are making no. really good, solid arguments with very deep, much more detailed than anything we see on the other side, uh, seemingly much more coherent. Everything they've been saying from the beginning of this war has turned out to be right. Everything the mainstream's been saying has turned out to be lies. From well, that's from, not from, true at all. Yeah, Biden predict Biden predicted the invasion because he said the decision was already made. Yeah, that's, Nobody that's believed him. Nobody believed Everything him. Else. Oh, Joseph he, he's trying to. The the grandmothers with knitting needles stopping the tanks on and on and on and on and on. Uh, we're, the, 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 they're at the gates of Moscow. The Ukrainians are all set to totally conquer Russia. They're going to win so easily. They're slaughtering huge masses of Russians, killing all their we generals. Forty miles Who's about to call, topple over from a heart attack. All of this bullshit that uh, has been accepted in the mainstream. And, you know, you're still accepting something. They of sunk it. the flagship. That was true. Yeah, and they, yeah. they predicted right, the but nobody uh, said they didn't. See, that's the difference, is the Russians haven't said anything untrue, except if you want to say when they said, oh, we're not they going to invade. Of course, no they're not going to tell you the moment they're going to invade if they're going to invade. And, and they recently said there's no invasion, and they said there's no war. They're lying to the themselves. special military yeah. operation. Well, I, I think their description of, of their special military operation is vastly more both. accurate than anything in the Western media. But let, let's, move on to, let's move on to the it's topic of genocide war. denial. It's okay. both and. It's a special military there, operation that the entire, is a war. The entire West, including this article, is in a state of genocide denial. What the, the Ukrainian speakers, well, the Nazi Ukrainian speakers who seized control when the CIA put them in power in its anti-democratic coup d'etat in 2014 are doing fits every definition of cultural genocide that the United Nations has. They are uh, eliminating the Russian language from Ukraine, meaning that the 45 percent who speak Russian and, and that's why they speak with their children. That's their native language. Uh, that's the language that they want in their schools. It's being banned and erased. The books are being burned. The new law will uh, prohibit any importing uh, of books in Russian, requiring special uh permits for people who get them from all of the non-Russian speaking countries where, where there aren't very many. It prohibits the playing of music uh, on public transport. You can't play Rush, anything with Russian music. And it increases the already uh, ridiculous quotas of Ukrainian language speech on, on the media. So this is cultural genocide. If, yeah. if Canada tried to impose this on this tiny minority of French speakers, not 45%, the French speakers would burn down Ottawa and they would have every right to do so. This is cultural genocide. And the Russian speakers in Ukraine were right to resist this and go to war. And that civil war deserved the Russian intervention to prevent that cultural genocide. Well, I saw that you had the Daily Beast and other people denying this in our list of. Uh, yeah, and that's, uh, that's the next slide. Let's move yeah, to the next so, slide. The Daily so Beast. Yeah. The point not- is that if even half of this were close to being true, uh, Putin, when he was in Helsinki, had the world's attention standing next to Trump when he said, God damn it, I want you to listen to me right now. We're going to have to invade Ukraine. 
Ukraine in a few years if this Nazi genocide doesn't stop. But just so Sterling, you, you, U.S. News and World Report and, and Yahoo admit that it's true. Well, U.S. News and World Report well, admits why, that they're banning the Russian language. Do, it's, it's a fig leaf for naked aggression. The real reason he doesn't want Ukraine to have a successful economy is that the Russian people were visiting Ukraine on a daily basis and seeing how good it was. And then that puts no, pressure on. on Putin to look west. <laughs> Ukraine is the biggest the basket case in, in in the world. It's a complete no, they corrupt. Were that, the, the only part of Ukraine that even had a func- slightly functioning economy was the Russian-speaking majority part. Right. The rest of and it was so the world's biggest why, basket case. That's why they wouldn't blow them up, because it was helping their economy. Your story does not make any sense. They were trying to look west, and Germany has all sorts of laws against Nazis and, and even – a free speech is not allowed for uh, Nazis. You can't do it in Germany. So NATO rules would have actually uh, tamped down the Nazis. Not NATO. Deny- not NATO. The EU. If if Ukraine had been in the EU, right? Then they but couldn't the EU have, includes have Germany, and Germany has laws, and they would have tried to get like, along. Yeah, they'll, they'll, Germany will imprison you. They'll imprison you if you try to do honest history. Right, about Germany. World War II. Right, and so they they bend over backwards the other direction to try to tamp down. The Nazis, because of the horrible history, you know, they got to err on the side of being too aggressive against the Nazis rather than being too lenient. So, and the Russians were coming across to Ukraine and seeing how good everything was and how pleasant it was, <laughs> and so they, they they just couldn't allow that to continue. They had that's to. That's completely it. ridiculous, Sterling. Just the facts on the ground are that the, everybody accepts that the economy in Western Ukraine has been a complete disaster. That's well, it has just, been you know, since the invasion. It's it's, you're living on another planet. No, no, anyway, they were getting better. You don't get into the EU if you're a basket case, Kevin. And that's why. Yeah, exactly. That's why the EU always said no. And the, not only now are they saying, "Okay, we'll put you on this seven-year plan," and but. Even this, the news story about this admits it ain't going to happen. It's Maybe they said yes. no because of the Nazis. Okay. Well, moving on to the energy wars. See, ultimately what this boils down to is that Europe has been destroyed by the United States. This is a really a U.S. war on Europe. And the U.S. is suffering, too. Europe is going to suffer a lot worse than the U.S. Europe's industry is going to be completely demolished. Uh, the standard of living of Europe is going to just collapse completely, assuming they don't jump off the bandwagon and start re- restart the trade with Russia. But even then, it may be too late. Russia's already redirected the trade. So anyway, uh, what we're feeling here in the United States is nothing compared to what the Europeans are in store for. But people are so angry about this. Uh, as you know, Biden suspends gas taxes for uh, temporarily, which could save us three, 3.6% or less of the price at the pump, won't make any difference. Biden's idiotic war on Russia will doom the Democrats for years, as we see in the next slide. Only 11% of Americans blame Putin for gas prices. Almost three times as many blame Biden. Uh, and 55%, 57% rate Biden's economic performance as poor. Uh, only 11% of Americans say the economy is getting better. Uh, the three quarters say it's getting worse. And meanwhile, as we see in the next slide, Asia is uh, lapping up Russian oil. The pri- price of energy is so high that Russia is rolling in dough. The ruble is at historic highs. This is a disaster for the West, especially Europe, but also for the U.S. and for the Democrats, who, again, are going to suffer the worst route in the history of American electoral politics. That's the best thing ever for the West because you're killing Nazis and socialists who are uh, hostile to us. They're fighting each other. What's not to like? And then the 11% thing blows your whole theory of the media out of the water because, you know, Putin is getting good press 
and a lot of people like Putin in America. So the no, West he, can't be. No, the West, the West, is West propaganda is just so bad. If the West is trashing him, if the West is trashing him that bad in the press, why does he have only eleven percent people blaming it? It's a total because the press, the press has discredited ointment. itself because it's nobody a believes a word. Nobody believes a word they hear it's from a the press. Fly in your ointment. Yeah, no, the, I, I'm telling you, Sterling, that uh, those of us in the 9-11 truth movement actually did a pretty good job of destroying people's faith in the media. Then Trump got elected by people who wouldn't believe a word the media said against him. And even today, nobody, you know, the vast majority of people yawned and ignored the circus on Capitol Hill about January 6th. Yeah, He's because got nobody, cancer. He's got yeah, nobody, cancer. Yeah, because whatever the media tells you, you know it's BS or the truth is probably the opposite. Hey, if Oliver Stone interviewed the guy for 14 hours, I think he knows that he's got cancer, and he said it on the Lex Friedman podcast, so look it up. Okay, well, Lex we'll, Friedman's uh, got a good reputation for accuracy, too. So Yeah, yeah. well, again, I don't think Putin isn't really the issue. The issue is the geopolitical game, and any competent leader is going to play that game in pretty much the way Putin he has. He gave Although the Putin order to invade. Biden did not give the order. Paul Craig Roberts is absolutely... Paul Craig Roberts leans in the right direction here. He points out that Putin has been way too much of a peacenik. He's erred far too much on the side of diplomacy and reluctance to use force when he needed to use force. Anyway, moving on to the second pandemic. Well, I, uh, to, but, he didn't but, blow up the railroads. I thought he'd blow up all the railroads. So in that sense, I think Putin has shown a little bit of restraint because he could have well, Not just the railroads. Communications, the internet, uh, everything that the U.S. does to completely destroy infrastructure, the sewage, uh, fresh water. Whenever the U.S. goes to war, you take everything out, you slaughter all the children and the civilians, make them die like flies from drinking sewage. Half a million Iraqi children murdered by Madeleine Albright and That's her friends. The That's how the U.S. wages war. Whereas Putin doesn't even go after the rail lines, uh, much less uh, well, the sewage treatment, the water, the infrastructure. Life is totally normal in Kiev uh, because Putin is a peacenik and a relatively decent leader compared to what the U.S. has. Uh, and let's, You're not you know, a peacenik when you invade a country. Country of 44 million with almost 200,000 troops. Okay, well, moving on to the second pandemic. Biden is planning the second. I mean, for, he is. He's planning ahead <laughs> for the second pandemic. Because there's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. That's not something the last outfit did very well. Well, he's right about that. Trump and his outfit uh, didn't think ahead when Pompeo's friends launched COVID with their U.S. bioattack on China and Iran. For details, read Ron Unz's ebook on the topic at unz.com. Uh, so Biden's right. The last outfit didn't think ahead, but Biden isn't thinking ahead either. As we, as I said, he's setting up the Democrats for crushing defeat, setting up Europe for crushing defeat, and eventually the U.S. for crushing defeat. Well, uh, there will be another pandemic if you wait around long enough. I <laughs> saw that there were 290 pandemics uh, since 1200 B.C., according to the historian. So every 125 years or so, if you work out the math, there's some sort of thing that qualifies as a pandemic. Well, and so you might as well be enough, prepared. People live that long? Well, some people will. And, uh, 125 years, really? Bill Gates has a new book out that's talking about planning for the next pandemic. So he's got a lot of intel. Uh-huh. He predicted yeah, he, he he should the know. last one. And then Fort Detrick yeah. is where this came from. Yeah. They closed down Fort Detrick. The CDC closed down Fort Detrick on July 15th, 2019, a month before the uh, hospitals uh, were seen to be filling up their parking lots in August of 2019. A Harvard CIA satellite study 
showed that that's when it happened. July 15th, and then, of course, the evidence for closing it down on July 15th had to come before July 15th. It takes a month or so for it to spread over to China, and they had Olympic-style games, you know, some kind of sporting competition between the U.S. Army and the Chinese military over there. And so it came from Fort Detrick. They closed it down. They said they left the door open. There, An airborne pathogen spread to the next room where nobody was wearing respiratory protection. And so it came from Fort Detrick. But, but it's Sterling, you, you really think it's it's a coincidence that it just happened to show up in China at exactly the right time to multiply to the point to get spread big time uh, on Chinese New Year when Wuhan is the biggest Chinese transportation hub. Everybody in China is passing through Wuhan well, on New Year. And it just so happened that it accidentally hitched a ride innocently by on a mistaken release on some serviceman going to the military. Game. You can, yeah, the military games released it because the guys who released it are well, the Bioware guys who, who were on the military team who deliberately released it, well, targeting China's economy as essentially Robert well, Cadillac, the U.S. Bioware's are, said they would. You know, Fort Detrick has a history of uh, deliberately releasing anthrax, so uh, exactly. it, it could be it could be deliberate. But the point is, the official story, if you read the local newspaper, the Post-Gazette, the Frederick Post-Gazette, Fort Detrick is in Frederick, Maryland, where I have relatives, one of whom worked there, Jerry Yonitz, worked there for years as a chemist. So um, they had this uh, supposedly door opened, and they had uh, problems with flooding, and uh, it leaked down. It was not secured. There were seven different safety violations, and they're all listed in military.com, and they're listed in the Post-Gazette, the Frederick Post-Gazette. August 5th, August 5th, August 5th, August okay. 5th, 2019, New York Times. They got scooped by the Frederick Post-Gazette, but it's in the yeah, August I've, I've actually debated this with Barry Kissen, uh, who's a germ warfare expert who lives right there in Frederick, Maryland. And, yeah. Uh, but I took your side in that debate, and he yeah. took my well, side. I, uh, anyway, well, I, uh, I, I like the original, old-school Kevin Barrett. Yeah, well, no, I, I there, yeah, there could could be something to to your theory, but that, there could be something to Barry's debunking of it as well. Uh, I'll leave that one as a known unknown, as Rumsfeld would say, and move on to the next story, which is that we're seeing a foretaste of what's going to happen to these idiots who stampeded the West into a war on Russia through Ukraine. Uh, first, uh, Macron gets crushingly defeated from both sides, the left and the right. Melanchon gets the biggest block. Uh, he's the kind of Bernie Sanders of France, and I actually kind of like him. If I lived in France, I, if I were going to vote, I might vote for him. And then uh, Marine Le Pen and her uh, right-wing National Rally Party uh, also had a record showing with an 11-fold increase in representation. Uh, so they are celebrating wildly. Macron is, is doomed because of his idiotic support for the Western war on Russia. And in the next slide, we see another election where another U.S. puppet uh, or, you know, NATO-type puppet has, has lost. Uh, uh, this is Gustav, Gustavo Petro, the first left-wing president in Colombia in a very, uh, actually, I think in its entire history, is now hopefully going to patch things up with Venezuela because the U.S. has been using Colombia to beat up on Venezuela. So these two elections are huge losses for the NATO uh, World Empire Project, and especially what happened in France is a stunning rebuke to the neocons who are running Biden's war on Russia through Ukraine. I agree. You can't win them all, and uh, but socialism needs to be tried, I suppose, on their own. But you know, when we when they start to do things like that, you end up with an Allende situation. You know, in Chile, where the CIA just comes in and slaughters. Yeah, I, I like Allende. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that when you have that, it, the CIA takes notice, their ears prick up, 
and they go in and slaughter the guy. Uh, okay, well, speaking of slaughtering, how about the female journalist being slaughtered in occupied Palestine? Uh, Shireen Abu Akla. Not good. Uh, That's right, not so, good. So, yeah, what is this, like a, a month and a half, a couple months later, the New York Times does a very good job, actually, uh, marshalling the evidence. Uh, shout out to the Zionist-owned New York Times. They may be Zionist-owned. It may be uh, all the Jews think fit to print, but they're, they do real journalism sometimes, and this qualifies. So, yeah, they pinned it on the Zionist uh, soldier who shot uh, Shireen Abu Akla, the American journalist working for Al Jazeera, uh, presumably deliberately, probably on orders from on high, but we can't prove that, but we proved that they oh. did it. And then, uh, at the same time, they murder another female journalist. Uh, in this case, it was uh, Rufran Arun Hamed Wasarma. She just started going, she'd just gone on the radio to report on what Israel was doing, and boom, they shot her dead and made up a, a lie that she was going to try to knife a soldier. Uh, yeah, journalists are always running around knifing soldiers while they're talking on the radio. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, this is not good. Uh, killing lady journalists, I'm, I stand four square against that, Kevin. Uh, That's nice good. I, I was going to debate so, uh, you on that if you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to have a bake sale or whatever we need to do to, to tamp that down. But uh, there are plenty of Gentiles at the New York Times, and uh, not all of them can be trusted. Remember Judith Miller and the – She's Jewish, uh, actually. Is she Jewish? Yeah, yeah, she's Jewish and and a neocon. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. And part of the team of 9-11 anthrax perps, and she paved the road to the anthrax attack. Okay, I just didn't know she was Jewish. It's not a particularly Jewish name, Judith Miller, but maybe she married a Gentile. There are a lot of – there are actually a bunch of Jewish Millers as well as some some – Goy Millers, oh, well, but, well. well, that's true. Uh, uh, one of my teachers uh, uh, is named uh, okay. Miller. Let's let's get off the FBI because we're, we're still we have ten minutes left and ten stories. We have to about Richard a minute W. Miller, not the FBI mole, but uh, my teacher at Cornell. Okay, okay, enough about whether Millers well, are right. Jewish or not. Uh, well, you you I, raised it by saying the I Jewish know. New York Times. I know it's my fault. Uh, I, I'm a notorious anti-Semitic conspiracy theorist, anyway. So, moving on to healthcare and homelessness, all of that what forty some billion dollars that we threw at Ukraine and only Republicans voted against. That money uh, could have helped with our healthcare. Um, over in Europe, uh, like Italy, you pay fifty six dollars and fifty three cents for a week in the hospital, including very complex knee surgery after a skiing accident, and Americans are crying when they see that bill, and that Ukraine money also might have helped keep the homeless people alive who are dying in droves due to the summer heat. Uh, Hundreds are dying uh, in Phoenix. At least 130 homeless people died in 2021 from heat exposure. Uh, There are 1,500 heat deaths in the U.S. every year, and about half of those are homeless people. So as we send money uh, on this hopeless crusade in Ukraine where only the old men and the teenagers uh, can you try to use these untrained people trying to use our fancy weapons over there. Uh, we throw money to Ukraine and our health care, you know, you pay a million dollars probably for that knee surgery that that guy got for 50 bucks over in, in Europe. So, you know, this, this country really has its priorities messed up, doesn't it? It does. We should have universal basic income and uh, Medicare for all. Um, Medicare is so popular. Just have Medicare. Uh, Bernie Sanders, I think, is correct on on the basic stuff, like having basic decent income and having, you know, so you can get some food and not be food insecure. And basic health care, you don't have to pay for people's nose jobs and facelifts, but, you know, basic health care, the way you really need it, 
and doctors certified. I don't see why we can't afford to do that. But the Republicans would never go along with that. They've been, they're still trying to repeal Obamacare. So you would never be able to get it through the Senate and all those Republicans there and get a filibuster proof uh, majority to get money to actually fund American health care. They're trying to undo As soon as they get back the House and maybe the Senate, they're going to try to repeal Obamacare again. It'll only be Biden that will veto it, that will uh, save the situation. And then maybe you'll get Trump in January of 2025, and the the team will be reassembled, and John McCain won't be around to put the thumbs down to, you know, protect Obamacare. And John Roberts uh, is losing control of the court. He helped protect the Obamacare from the Supreme Court knocking it down. I'm not sure he can do that. So, yeah, actually, I can't really disagree with you too much here, Sterling. I think the two major parties in the U.S. are both wings of the corporatist uh, neoliberal uh, elite, right? These these billionaire oligarchs that rule America with their sham democracy, and neither party is any good. Whether it's the Democrats throwing all of our money at Ukraine as people die in the streets hey. and pay outrageous medical bills, or whether it's Republicans hey, trying to Kevin. repeal what little uh, social programs that we have, both sides are basically useless and evil. We basically need a revolution to totally remake American politics. No, if you just look at you know you got Obama, Clinton, Carter. LBJ and JFK. If you can't tell the difference between that list and Car- Nick, Carter and JFK and Nick, had, had their good wait, points. Wait, wait, wait. Let me fit, hear me out. If you can't tell the difference from that list and Nixon, Reagan, Trump, Bush one, Bush two. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get uh, a new brain because okay, if we were picking, it was a pickup basketball team. And like, who am I going to pick for my team? Yeah. I'd probably pick more Democrats than Republicans from that. List, yes. Starting with, with Kennedy and Carter. So I guess we're sort of in agreement on that part, but I don't know if that undermines my overall argument. One of these things the is not like the other, today. Kevin. One of these things is not like the other. Okay, well, let's move on to Texas. <laughs> Everything smells bigger in Texas, and the Texans smell a really big cover-up uh, of the Uvalde shooting. Uh, the, the police won't release the footage, the records, the body cam footage, the emails. Uh, the whole There's a complete information blackout on what happened as the cops were, were there two minutes uh, after the shooting started with enough body armor to isolate, distract, and neutralize the gunman. They had all the equipment they needed, and rather than follow the protocol, which is to go in immediately and stop the children from being killed, they sat around and didn't even try to open the door. Uh, and why? We don't know, because it's all been covered up. It's, it's There's a complete blackout on this. You know, it almost makes me think maybe Jim Fetzer, who has this kind of seemingly goofy idea that all of these events are just totally staged, uh, you know, maybe he's right because, I, you know, how else do you explain this kind of gross malfeasance and extreme cover-up? Cowardice is very simple. Uh, Arredondo uh, may have been set up. He's a, a police chief and he's a man of color. If you look at these press conferences, there are a lot of white folks with uh, eagles on their uh, epaulets there, uh, you know, Colonel McCraw and a lot of white folks with Big, tall, uh, and the, got the all cat, all, all hat and no cattle. So, uh, but Arredondo is a man of color and boy, was he ever set up. And he said he didn't even think he was the incident commander, but he was. So he was the ranking guy and it was the, he's the head of the school police. There's only about five of them. So it's an incompetence the theory. Well, that's part of it, but I think uh, there may be something nefarious going on. These doors mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, don't seem to lock, and in the, mm-hmm. the lock them, you got to be outside with the shooter. 
uh, exposed to the shooter's gunfire in order to lock the door. You got to go outside the room. That's not a very good design. They have windows right next to the door handle where he, he would have shot out the window anyway. And then you got a strike plate. And we got a lot of information about it that came out. The video of the shooter, Ramos, coming in the outer door, that came out fairly quickly. And you see that he just walks right through it, so it wasn't locked. Mm-hmm. And there was some miss, uh, you know. You, you think John Hankey could be right, that it was a Manchurian candidate thing and it was all set up? Well, he's got an online history, and he has a felony that we don't know about um, in, in the juvenile system, and they haven't released what that is. He could be compromised. He might have been doing online uh, solicitation of prostitution and swapping child porn pics with this 15-year-old German girl, and the cops might have gotten wrapped up in that and involved with it somehow. Mm-hmm. So maybe they pushed him over the edge because his grand- he shot his grandmother in the face, because she was on the phone cutting off his phone line. And that's the end of his money-making operation. How does he buy $6,000 yeah. worth of uh, ammo and, and two rifles? So John Hankey, I think, is probably on to something here. Mm-hmm. But you're right. We don't know enough to be sure about that. But it's, the lawsuits are going to be filed. I saw yesterday a report that a federal lawsuit is going to be filed by a lawyer in San Antonio in the upcoming days. And once you get uh, depositions and discovery – a lot of the stuff is going to come out. Well, let, let's hope so. If our court system works the way it's supposed to, well, well why is a DA? To- why is a DA even involved? The shooter's dead, so mm-hmm. there must be somebody who helped the shooter mm-hmm. that she's investigating. Because ah. otherwise, she has no role. Mm-hmm. The shooter's yeah. dead. It's so. Uh, well, stay tuned for further updates here on False Flag Weekly News. Well, well, I, uh, I. Totally uh, I'm on board with your whole take on this one, Sterling. See if we can find something to argue about here. How, okay, everything's bigger in Texas. Everything smells bigger in Texas. And the Republican <laughs> Party extreme right-wing platforms are even bigger in Texas. This was like, I forget, like a 100, 200, 300-page platform. And they zoomed in on, let's see, uh, the Republicans say that homosexuality is a an abnormal lifestyle choice. They say that Biden was not legitimately elected. They say that life begins at fertilization. Uh, sex education should be banned. Uh, the Federal Reserve should be abolished. Right on. That one I totally 100% agree with. And the other, some of the others, not so much. But change the Communications Decency Act, limit online platforms from censoring, repeal the Voting Rights Act. So actually, frankly, Sterling, I kind of agree with them that the LGBTQ agenda is extremely offensive and should be resisted. And I guess I would agree with them about a couple other of these things, like abolishing the Federal Reserve and stuff. And I think I did a, I, I came out at like 40% in semi-agreement with them. So maybe I'm a right-wing extremist too. Am I? Well, I'm not going to support the Republicans. They're wrong on almost all of it. What's that thing that they want to abolish that you cheered there? I missed The Federal Reserve. Months. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a private. Yeah. Kennedy, JFK had that right. Just yeah. issue U.S. banknotes yep. and the U.S. banknotes. We don't need to borrow. Hey, you're you're a right wing extremist now, Sterling. No, I'm a JFK, uh, you know, uh, anti-communist uh, peacenik. OK. And I know you don't agree with me on, the, on all the social issues and LGBT. Well, but, but yeah, we, behind we're getting close to the end of the I hour believe here. Charlie, Charlie Rich had it right behind closed doors. You know, I don't want the government. OK. To go behind closed doors. I, I, I agree completely. Well, well, wait, let's move. But here we have a behind closed doors behind story. Closed doors. Let's, let's go to the, what happened in 1975 uh, behind closed doors in the Cosby mansion. Oh. Uh, it, Cosby, again, he's, he's 
being, you know, they're going after him for all of this abuse and some, some of the stuff he's done, if it's true, is, is horrendous, right? Like date rape and this kind of thing. But if we go to the next slide and we look at what the New York well, Times claims, what actually happened at the Playboy Mansion in 1975. Okay. So he gets to know these 17 year old girls and they go out and they do some stupid things and drink too much and stuff. Then, uh, I think after like, uh, have, he's already known them for a while. Then he get advice them to the Playboy Mansion. And they get drunk and they go to the Playboy Mansion. Now, what do these seventeen-year-old girls think they're doing when they get drunk? Go to the Playboy Mansion, <laughs> uh, and and then Bill Cosby like points at the bed next to him and says, "Sit down on the bed." And they, she sits down next to him on the bed. And then there's a little fumbling and stuff, and then she feels bad about it. And that happened in 1975. No. <laughs> uh, like, wait a minute. If this is Bill Cosby's worst sex crime, he's been falsely accused of an no, awful lot of stuff. There's more to it than that. He took his uh, sweatpants down after she said no. Remember, the woman gets to say no right up until uh, the right. See, see this, this whole so Ameri- the American she goes approach. To a mansion doesn't mean you get to rape her. Well, of if course. She's, if she's 17, yeah. you can't hold her responsible for making bad decisions well, about drinking Sterling. and going to a mansion. She's 17. So I mean, American sexual mores down, are completely he insane. He took his pants down and he put her hand on his you-know-what, and he closed her hand over the you-know-what and made her perform a sex act. That's what the story says. Right, so, so that's and probably... And she won a jury verdict of $500,000. Good for her. Okay, well, uh, I, I, hope she I just think this is evidence the that the, the American culture is completely and utterly insane. In Islamic culture, uh, man and woman never should be alone anywhere, not even in a car, not anywhere, because of the natural sexual urges. And, and in this case, thinking that any man would have easily not do what Bill Cosby did in this kind of situation is a complete negation of human nature. Human nature well, is such that men and women, men and women need to be covered. It. They need to be kept mostly separate and they need to be all, and sex must only happen during marriage. And any sex outside of marriage is the equivalent of an extremely serious sin, an extremely serious crime. And when you have this kind of sane sexual policy, the whole culture is happy. And when you have an insane policy like we have in the United States, the whole culture is neurotic, miserable, and totally screwed up. Bill Cosby is screwed up. This person is screwed up, and the whole culture is screwed up, and it needs to be radically reformed. I'm ready to lead a new Islamic revolution here in the United States. <laughs> Who's ready to follow me? Not me. And, okay. Uh, I, I've that. made it very clear to my daughters that they can go dating, but only after you, you want them to go sit down with some guy like Bill Cosby in the no, Playboy no, Mansion, drunk off joke. their butts, and sit you down on the bed next joke. to him and then whine and complain when he jumps on them? Yeah, are you, you teaching s- your daughters to be psychotic? No, you stepped on my joke. I said I made it clear that my daughters can date, but only after they're married. You stepped on my ah, marriage. Okay. Well, I hope it's their <laughs> husband that they're dating, uh, or else you're, you're teaching your daughters the wrong things. Moving on to transgender. It's a joke, Kevin. We're over White time mouth. already, so we have to quickly. How many go over Playboy to- mansions do they have in? Uh, the Islamic uh, I don't know. Uh, probably zero, I would hope. Although in Saudi 29 Arabia, rooms, I don't know. There are 29 rooms in the mansion, yeah, by ben, the way. Ben Salman's probably building one now over on the Red Sea coast. Yeah, they have Ooh. harems over there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ben, I'm not saying that Ben Salman and his friends are good Muslims, that's for sure. Moving on to the translunacy cal- category they have the here. casting couch over there, too. Here, here's, a, here's a great story. The uh, story about the Pritzkers, this billionaire, zillionaire family from Illinois. They founded Hyatt. 
hotels and so on. They put Obama in the White House. Uh, they are allegedly big players in what we might call the Zionist kosher nostra. Well, not only are they big oh, time man. Zionists and supporters of Israel, uh, giving, giving us people like Ron Emanuel, but they also, uh, are donating vast piles of money to this long, long list of foundations and medical centers and so on that are pushing to utterly destroy the notion of male and female by creating some bizarre new sexual utopia where anybody can be anything they want and so on and so forth. And so super rich people are, are assaulting our human nature here, Sterling. I think we need to defend ourselves uh, by yep. any means necessary against these people. Well, uh, I'm generally for self-defense, and uh, by necess- you got to make it necessary. You don't want to overdo it the way no, they're making it a country that a normal person can't live in. Beyond- a normal person can't live in a country that's being propagandized and brainwashed the way that these billionaires are trying to force us. Well, to yeah, I, that's why I wanted this story, uh, the story, the related story of Elon Musk's daughter going through a sex change operation, getting a court. She's underage. She got a court to approve the sex change operation, but she doesn't want to be related because to of the Elon brainwashing Musk. from these billionaires. Yeah, right. And so the, e- Elon should go after said, them. If Elon wants to, wants to take out a contract on the Pritzkers, I wouldn't blame him. Well, I don't advocate violence. So I'm, I'm not I'm, advocating. I'm just saying that you know who could blame him. Well, I would blame him. So I, I, I don't think him. you know Ringo Starr and the Prince of Peace Jesus combine here. So please remember peace is how we make it. That's what Ringo's saying. Okay. And the Prince of Peace and the Sermon on the Mount. So he's a prophet in Islam. You got to pay a little it, bit of attention. No, in Islam, you have to stand up and struggle for what's right and speak the truth uh, and correct wrong. When you see wrong, you correct it with well, your You know, hands. the ancient Greeks had five sexes. Plato talked about five different well, that's, sexes. Well, yeah, that, that's got to be too complicated for the, the 30 seconds or so we have left for the show. Yeah, but well, we read Plato. The next, the next read Thirty seconds. Read Plato is my message. Read him. Okay, I, I've read. I don't believe I everything he says. Just read him critically. Okay, sounds good. And read the Quran too. And that's what Daniel Hakikachu does in our next. Oh, uh, we'll we'll skip over this. We just did the the, the trans swimming. They're not going to oh, yeah, allow. Twelve years old. If you if you get the sex change by age twelve, then you can compete. That's, oh. so that's just right. So let's change it. Let's let's butcher everybody uh, while yeah. they're still children. It's a bad okay. idea. It's a bad and idea. It is a bad idea. Glad we agree on that. So Daniel Hakikachu is one of our best uh, Muslim information warriors out there, and uh, here he uh, comments on Matt He's the Walsh's guy on the film. Left. Yeah, yeah, that's that Daniel Hakikachu. And if you actually watch this video, uh, you'll find that his uh, argument against Matt Walsh might not be what you you might think. Uh, I don't know if you watched it, but it's uh, probably we'll just leave it for the viewers to watch because we're pretty much at the end of the show. We have a couple more stories here. Okay. Including... I haven't seen the anti-trans film. Yeah, I, I just watched the trailer. That was enough for me. <laughs> but uh, moving on to New Normal Germany. Uh, this is a great piece by C.J. Hopkins uh, pointing out that they're going to force people to wear masks in public now. There's a new uh, bill apparently to do that for like seven, eight months of the year. Um, this is well, why please, maybe we need an armed citizenry in, in, in the U.S. is to prevent this sort of thing. No, no. The, the uh, My wife actually uh, upset my daughter because uh, she uh, does not require masks in the restaurant that my wife runs uh, down in Gilroy. So, uh, And my daughter has a friend who has, has a vulnerable person, so she had to quit. Her friend had to quit, 
And my daughter had to uh, go get another job because to, to protest. So this has caused strife within the Harwood family here. Uh, oh, about wearing masks. Strife within the Harwood family. It's pretty serious then. Yeah. Well, C.J. Hopkins says there's strife in Germany, uh, but we'll let people read that. It's highly recommended. Uh, that's one of our really hey, they, most recent stories. Hey, hey, no socks, no shoes, no service. If they okay. can force you to wear socks, they can force you to wear a mask. And if they can force you to wear a mask, they can, can they force you to not have, uh, perverted, uh, sexual encounters with strangers? No, they can't because <laughs> the CDC says now with their bizarre guidance on monkeypox, which is spread almost entirely through gay male sex, apparently the CDC is now saying that you can only have anal sex while maintaining at least six feet of social distance, which I would think for most people, <laughs> except for the extraordinarily well endowed, it would be anatomically impossible. Hey, as well as impossible. It's a strap-on world, Kevin. Yep. But uh, I think this article makes a great point. <laughs> they, they never dream of telling you not to have gay sex, which is a core, a core right of Western representative democracy. They can never be suspended for any epidemiological reason. That should uh, be the theme music for you. Whereas childhood Rich. education, economic and business activities, peaceful assembly, worship, service walks outside, visiting the dying and company of friends and family. These are frivolous luxuries up for repeal every flu season, but not gay sex. Uh, wow, that's, uh, where have we come to as a culture? It's Behind Closed Doors with Charlie Rich. That's your theme song from now on. I'm, I'm <laughs> okay. your homework, your Charlie homework Rich, uh, play it. And, uh, uh, we'll end the show by pointing out that, yes, this is a weird cultural moment. And even Ezra Klein, uh, ultra-establishmentarian over at the New York Times, admits it. And the subtext of this article, Sterling, is that, you know, what if the aliens are here and running our planet? Well, I think that would explain a lot. That would explain why those in charge don't care well, about ordinary people. you have to get people. David Icke on and the lizard, shape-shifting lizard people like uh, the Bushes or something. That's there what you he go. Thinks. That's David Icke. Queen Elizabeth II. She's this, a this would explain too. why why the why everything is such a mess. These they're from another world and they have no understanding well, of reality on the ground in our world. What do you, what do you expect from a lizard? There you go. Uh, and this is why our leaders are trying to <laughs> force us to accept that there are 38 flavors of gender because there really are 38 genders back on planet Transwacatania. Well, and, and that's wants where these lunatics back. come from. They're Alita from wants us. Alito of the Supreme Court decision wants us to go back to our history. Plato is our history. Uh, democracy goes back to the ancient Greeks, and they had five sexes. Penetration was what really made okay, the well, difference. Well, five, five is reasonable, but, but on planet Transwakatini, where there are 38 genders, <laughs> uh, that's too much. So listen, you 38-gendered bug-eyed monsters who mate by sticking your antennae into each other's compound eyes. We don't do it that way here. <laughs> so maybe it's time for you to go back to planet Transwakatini, where you belong, and leave us Earthlings in peace. No, I, I need to see how their aircraft the work. I need the Navy needs show. to figure out how their aircraft work. Okay, well, we we sort of agreed on something somewhere in there. I can't remember where, but I think we did. Anyway, and disagreed on something too somewhere. Thank you so yeah. much, Sterling Harwood, philosophy professor. Thank you, and, thank you. Uh, Buy my book on Amazon, The Greatest Mystery of the Beatles, please. Okay, it won't be a mystery anymore after it's you read got, it. It's got JFK and the lunar landings and the Vietnam War in there as well, the 60s. It's about the 60s. And they're actually pretty good books, I, I admit, having read them. So keep up the great work, Sterling. Thank you to our viewers yes, and supporters. Yes, I have eight, eight books listed on Amazon. Go okay. for it. Take Eight care. Is enough. See you all Bye -bye. next. Cough up and see you next week. Bye-bye.